Welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. This is Like Like Mother, Mother, Like like murder. Murder. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Like Mother Like Murder. Welcome back. Like mother Like Murder. Welcome Get back her. to another week. As promised, y'all, this week we are bringing you the Prod Father. If you have not. Prod Father. If you have not, go back and listen to episode. Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting. Is it 39? 39. No. Yes. Okay, go back and listen to episode 39, Dan Markell and Wendy Adelson. Also go back and listen to the updates, um, a little bonus update that we released last week. Um, And then come back, listen to this episode. Um, It is related to the Dan Markell case, and it is a doozy. Now, we originally um, put this out on our Patreon, but now we are going to share the love, and we're just going to put it on the platform um, regularly scheduled for you guys all to enjoy because it is a story that y'all need to hear for sure, for sure. Yeah, especially as more things happen. I mean, the Dan Markell and Wendy Adelson, that episode, it, there's a lot going on with that right now. Yes. And so as as I was uh, begging Heather to drop some um, <laughs> to, some th- upda- to drop some updates, she was like, oh, my gosh, why have we not released this yet? Cause, I know. You know yeah. There's some there's some. Uh, relation in there yeah so. and we'll be we'll be definitely putting more updates out on the dan markel case as they come along literally at the recording of this episode and probably at the release of this episode because i don't see this being like a quote-unquote quick trial um the case will probably still be the trial will still be going for charlie adelson so right. we'll continue with the updates for that and keep you guys in the loop but for now Please enjoy this uh, kind of throwback Patreon <laughs> from a while ago um, on your uh, like mother like murder feats. All right, let's get to it. So, um, I am actually being quite unlike myself today. But with that said, it's because I've been a little bit too much like myself all the other days. <laughs> so, today, on Wine Time, I am cheersing you, Heather, and all of our wine bucket besties with a water cup. I am hydrating because tomorrow, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, tomorrow. and your girl, your girl's going to be having some wine because we are doing a collab episode um but yeah so this is water what you got in your cup i am being similarly uh well not like rachel but a sort of like me because i'm drinking tea so mm-hmm. <laughs> we know how much heather That's likes normal. her tea so i have yes. actually so i decided to make iced tea like all week i've been drinking iced so I'm mixing green tea and mint tea, and I have to say, I am a very much big fan of this, um, and then drinking it iced, and it's the best. Just so cheers to that. Just like that, with the two packets? Yeah, so I mix, yeah, so I basically mix a mint tea and a green tea, heat it on up, 
let it cool, throw yeah. some ice in that ish, and that's what I'm drinking. I love it. I love it. All right. Cheers to that. I like it. I could try that. I love minty and I, I green tea it up. Cheers. I very much missed my mint tea because I was, avo- I used to drink it all the time. And then I had to start avoiding it um, after Tempe was born because I think that it was messing with my supply, which I had heard before that too much peppermint stuff can mess with your supply. So I, I like didn't drink a lot of mint tea for like a whole year and now i'm like all about it all the time (laughs) oh yeah that's what's up do it that is what's up do it girl that is what that um speaking of um tempe this is definitely um my wine your wine Mm, because between between tempe and evie i have been so freaking tired and like the time just changed you know like daylight saving just did right. it end or did it start right. like whatever i'm not even sure but like i swear it was like two nights ago i was waking up like every like it felt like i had a newborn again and i was just like every couple hours and i was like i am dying so i just hope Shoot. that tonight will be a good night and i will not be awoken several times <laughs> Let's I am rooting for you. I hope that that <laughs> happens. That's hard. Those sleepless yeah. nights. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can pull and it all night before up. you can do like uninterrupted. Oh my God. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> it's freaking insane. Yeah. So just everybody yep, keep me I in agree. your thoughts and, and send me sleep vibes and I will gladly accept them. <laughs> I just yawned, so I'm sending, I'm sending my sleep vibes your way, (laughs) because I, too, wake up way too much, and I also have been staying up way past my bedtime every day this week, so I usually, I'm a sleepy girly, so I go to bed at, like, 8.30 every night. I'm in bed and I'm keeping you up tonight, because I was like, we gotta do this Patreon, gonna keep you up, girl. We gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta record. But the, the thing is, is that all those other nights, that's not what it was. Um, I've just been, you know, living my life and I've been going to bed around midnight and waking up oh, at 4.30 and I'm tired. Cause then my dog yeah. wakes me up every day at three. That is her time. She is definitely a part of the paranormal world and, you know, wants to wake <laughs> me up 3.13 every single day. And this is our life. So. <gasps> Isn't it weird? She's totally, totally demented. Uh, What was the time in like, wasn't it in, um, what, which movie was that? Paranormal activity or was it paranormal activity that they woke up at the same time? Oh, it's definitely the three o'clock hour is the witch. Yeah. Sure. That's freaking freaky as hell. Derby. Stop that. Creepy. Scary. That's scary stuff. Yeah. That's scary stuff. Well, but Joel was home, is, so I just made him get up every single time. <laughs> I was going to say, at least you have someone who can help you with that. I have definitely, the last couple of nights, I have just been like, because, so Zach will not wake up if the girls wake up. He just doesn't. Um, yeah. But so what I have started doing is when they wake me up, I just wake him up and say, you need to go do deal with this because i can't go now <laughs> go, deal with it, go. go now oh man for well, real for real i'm trying to think what can i whine about today i think what i will whine about today is something that i just 
whined about yesterday as well. Um, <laughs> so we're doing a twofer, but you guys didn't get to hear it. So I'm going to whine about it right here, right now. Um, I would rather just stay inside my house all day, every day than ever drive anywhere. Yeah. I am so sick of literally everybody. <laughs> I thought it, I truly 100% thought that it was a California thing. And mm. that in my head, I was like, you know what? Like, it has to be a Cali thing because everyone's always in a rush and no one cares about anyone. And it's just like me, me, me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. out here, everyone's stupid, if not stupider. And I'm over it. And what – so my my actual wine is this – let me give you this example, okay? So – there's someone coming your way and, and, and they're driving and they have the right of way, yet you're, you're coming to a stop sign and you have a stop sign. So your job in life is to stop at that stop sign. But <laughs> the other person doesn't have a stop sign. So they're supposed to be driving, but they yes. decide they want to slow down and they want to stop and they want to wave at you and tell you to go. And you want to flip them the fuck off and say, what are you doing? And oh I just, God. I can't. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this person's trying to be nice for whatever stupid reason. I hate you even more for that. Drive your fucking car. Just yeah. do the things that the the yeah. driving test taught you how to do. Yeah. Yeah. And don't do oh my God. Because, That's my wife. Because, because and this is the thing is sure, they're slowing down even though they don't have a stop sign. But what if there's a car behind them? Who's like, I don't have a stop sign. I'm not going to slow down. Now they're just creating yeah. a fucking hazard by just, for whatever reason, I don't think that person was being nice. I think they were just being dumb. 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 <laughs> and then also, it's like, it truly makes me question myself at certain points. You're and I'm like, I will look I at this. supposed to? Yeah. I look at this and I stare at the stop sign like, maybe that doesn't mean stop anymore. Like, <laughs> maybe stop means go. Like, I don't know. Like, so, I'm done. I'm, I'm done thinking. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> I'm just oh, not going to think like the rest of them. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, that's my wine yeah. for today. So, I cheers, you guys. Wind it up. Let's get into this. I am excited for your episode, my girl. Mm-hmm. My girl. So, I think this will be a kind of like short and sweet one, um, okay. honestly. But I am actually very excited. I um, So, we just released the episode. Well, by the time this one goes out. We will have just released the episode on... Um, I did on Dan Markell and Wendy Adelson, right? And I mentioned this in that episode that while I was kind of looking into that case and researching, I found out about this story. And I got like 90% of the information from not only that podcast because they did like a bonus, a two-episode bonus special um, about this, but also the same guy who hosts that first season and then who did those bonus episodes, he actually wrote a GQ article um, about this. And then, um, so I got like literally almost every piece of information from that, except for um, kind of what happens 
um, later on in the time, which Wikipedia just filled me in. And then I will tell you guys too, without giving too much of a spoiler, there was one other article I used and it was really, it was, well, I'll, I, I will get there. Um, <laughs> so a bit of background. Yes. Um, about kind of this topic. So in the U.S., if you are a married woman, you can file for a divorce from your husband, like whenever you damn well please. Under, Thank God. You know, I know, right? Under <laughs> civil law, you can say "f that fool" and you can divorce him, right? But we're going to be talking about today is under certain orthodox Jewish law and tradition, the husband has to initiate the divorce. So the husband basically has to give permission. Permission. He has to... What I heard in that (laughs) sentence was the husband basically thinks for some freaked up reason that they own this person. No. Yeah. No. no, pretty much. Pretty I much. Yeah. I will I will get into it, but pretty much. So the husband has to give his wife a quote-unquote get, G-E-T. So the husband has to give his wife a get, which is basically a document saying that he is willing to divorce his wife and now she is free to go marry another man, have kids with another man, yada, yada, yada. So... He could get fucked. That's what he could get. (laughs) What do you mean? Out of here. (laughs) Sorry. Heather is like dying over there. I wasn't prepared for this. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. I'm sorry. I am already on one because I can't stand people. And then you want to talk to me tonight about someone who thinks that they can just be like, no, you can't divorce me, but I can initiate stuff. You can, no. I'm sorry. Get fucked. (laughs) that was like my uh, favorite thing i've ever heard okay (laughs) oh (laughs) so under jewish law the wife cannot tell her husband to go get fucked no um so when Welcome to Primetime Crime Podcast. I am your host, Kylie, and in this podcast, we are going to deep dive into some lesser-known unsolved true crime cases, from missing persons to unsolved homicides. This is the place where we are going to unpack it all, research it all, talk about it all, and try to bring justice to these families after all of these years. We are going to take it one story at a time, one case at a time, and hopefully justice will be ours. When a man Some laws a, are meant when, to be broken. They're meant to be broken. They're meant to be broken. Okay, I'll let you talk. So. <laughs> oh, uh, my face hurts already. And we're only like 10 minutes into this. Okay. Okay. So when a man and a woman get married under like Jewish tradition, they sign. It's like pretty much like a prenup. It's like a, a prenup agreement. Um, like a traditional one, it's called a ketubah. I might be saying that wrong. But basically, in this prenup and when they enter into marriage kind of under Jewish law, they're saying that, you know, the man is the leader of the household. Pretty much the woman is 
subservient to him and that and they're they they both enter into this knowing and basically agreeing that only the man is allowed to terminate the relationship right it's the permission that is granted and if a husband will not give his wife a get like if he will not provide that um, permission pretty much she's known as what they call it's an aguna which it pretty much translates into like chained like a chained woman like she's chained to this marriage so like whole new um idea when it comes to ball and chain like she she's that's they literally call them like a chained woman like she can't get out of this relationship um so like i said like with with some of this like orthodox jewish tradition very similar to a lot of traditional religious things the man is the breadwinner he is like head of the household he has all the power. Now, so yes, I have to it. please say it. I have to say, like, I I want to make something very clear right now. I have no problem with you if that's the life that you choose to live, right? right? Like, 100%. I have no problem if that's the road, that's the journey, that's the situation, that's what works for you. Because if it works for you, I love it. If mm-hmm. you are happy, if things are flowing, if things are good and it works for right. you, fucking power to you, okay? Right, live your life. But what I don't agree with and what I never will agree with is when it's, oh, well, I can, but you can't. No. Right. right. No. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So I just had to, I had to say that because it's like, I'm not just like, oh, against every single thing, whatever, blah. It's just the fact that, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Exactly. No, I, I'm 100% on the same page because as much as I want, as, as much as I am live and let live, you know, as long as you're not harming other people, as long as you're not, you know, invading on other people's lives, you, you do what you do. You live how you live. If if that makes you happy, if that's what you feel. And I mean, you know, this is based at least in in this is based a lot in their religion, right? Like they have right. a strong religious conviction, and so their beliefs and what they what they're doing is because of their, you know, commitment to God, and you know they want to live their life according to those laws. Yeah. So, like you said, live how you live, just you know, do it for you and not <laughs> like that, right? So, um. So, yeah, so that's the way it is. Um, basically, women, their role is to tend to the house, tend to the husband, make some babies, all good. So, um, and uh, in in these really almost, like, insular Jewish communities, like, they don't even like to involve outside parties in anything, like, in any of their business. Like, they don't like to call the regular cops. They don't like to involve outside lo- lawyers who maybe who are not part of the religion um they don't like social workers all of that they don't like them in their business especially if they believe that um 
whatever is happening can be solved within the community. So like if, if the two people having a disagreement are both Jewish and they think it can be solved in within their community, that's the way they want to do it. So sometimes like a husband and a wife, they will go to what they call like rabbinical court. So like a rabbi, like rabbinical court. And it has this um, name, be it then. I'm probably saying all of these things wrong, but it basically translates to like house of justice. And basically these courts, these like rabbinical courts, which I think are just like made up of like a few, like for each area, it's like a few rabbis, like leaders in that area. And basically they like mediate different issues um, throughout the community. So like, say like um, someone owes you money, like, and they won't pay you back. You'd go to them. Let's say you're having like a dispute with like a store owner or something like you'd go to them and they kind of like mediate it or you want a Hmm. divorce. You go to them and if you're the man, if you're the man, 100 percent. So what it is, is they basically witness the husband signing off and saying, I I allow my wife to get a divorce and be whoever she wants to be. blah, 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 blah. And it basically needs to be like witnessed by this um, rabbinical court before you go through any, like, legal or civil proceedings in order for it to be, like, on the up and up, Mm. okay? So just imagine, like, you're a woman, you grew up in this tradition, like, this is your life, you were born into this, you, you know, you grew up in this, and you get married. And sometimes um, it could have been an arranged marriage that's still happening, um, and... And then you realize, like, okay, like, this marriage isn't for me. And maybe you try to go through all the right channels. You talk to your husband. He's like, no. You try to plead to your rabbinical court. Like, is there something we can do? No. You Like, you talk to a rabbi. The rabbi's like, deal with it. So what do you do? So, like, again, like I said, under civil law, you're a woman in the U.S. You can go get a divorce anytime you want. But if you, like I said, you're dedicated, you're committed to your religion, um, and you just go get your civil divorce, but don't get that sign off from your husband and the the witness by the rabbinical court, you and potentially any kids that you have or future kids you may have, you're you're like shunned. You're like outcast from this community that you've grown up in. And under Jewish law, like, again, this does not have anything to do with civil or, or like legal, but under Jewish law, you would not be able to get remarried and any of the kids that you have or had or whatever, they'd be considered like bastards, like illegitimate children. God. Yeah. So heck this is, that's what's crazy. And, and if like you, like I said, if you're a woman who's committed to your religion and you know, like you don't want to be outcast from maybe the only community you've ever known. And now, you know, like I'll never be able to get remarried anyway, like what's going on. So that's what they say. Like, that's why where that term, like you're literally a chained woman. Yeah. Just literally just live here and hate everything about everything because you, there's nothing you can do about it instantly. You'll never be able to move on with your life. While you were saying all of that and I was attempting my hardest to process all of that. Your face was like, I, well, I started laughing because instantly I was like, this, I mean, this is a crime or whatever happening. I just don't know how I don't hear about these more often, honestly, because in my head, I feel like that would be 
more grounds for any kind of crazy things to happen, you know, right. trying to like get out, like right. bad things happening. And I, you the know, desperation never, is real. Never do that. But at right? the same time, yeah. it's like, well, you can't leave. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Wow. So and that's what's so hard about Ugh. this and what you'll kind of see, like, as I keep going on is a lot of this is happening but it's happening in such like a community that really keeps to themselves and tries not to involve outside people so much so that like this kind of shit happens and what I'm about to talk about happens and it's like a whole crazy stuff that you can't believe in modern day America is happening like it's crazy so like I said like you you're a woman you can't get a divorce through the right channels so this is where Rabbi Mendel Epstein, mm-hmm. the prod father, oh comes in. Oh my gosh. Okay? So like I said, I talked about this a little bit in the episode, but <clears throat> we're going to get into this. So the prod father. Um, mm-hmm. So Rabbi Mendel Epstein, I don't know if it's Steen or Stein, I never know. Um, but at at the time that kind of all this starts to like go down and really like come to a peak, he was like almost 70 already. Um, and so he had a lifelong big reputation in the New York and New Jersey area as a as a pretty like a prominent and feared divorce lawyer for folks in the Jewish community. Interestingly, though, he never went to law school and he technically wasn't a licensed lawyer. Yet, according to him, he supervised over like 2000 divorce cases. So, again, you have to separate like the legal, civil, like under U.S. law part of this and the like religious, Jewish part of this. So, like in the Jewish community, He's known as like basically a divorce lawyer. He pres- he presides over these things. He oversees them. Blah 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 blah. And Rabbi Epstein is also the leader of various groups of Jewish me- Jewish men who will basically force husbands into giving their wives the get in order for them to get a divorce. And when I say forced, here are some strategies. He asked him very nicely. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Not I so really nice. encourage you. <laughs> and I know we're all just here trying to do the best that we can. So I really think you should just let her do it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. If that was the case, I probably wouldn't be talking about this right now. So, Oh, that's not, um, that's not good uh, no, crime right there. It's not. It's not yeah. <laughs> Right. So, so some of the strategies. So sometimes it was like it was pretty like basic like harassment. Um, like they'd follow husbands around. They'd intimidate them. They'd kind of like threaten them. And then the guy would just get so kind of freaked out that he'd do it. He'd sign the document and give his wife a divorce. But sometimes it included. Hey, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Being blindfolded. Handcuffed being wrapped in wire, being threatened with body bags that said 
this body bag is your size and it's for you. And being told the various places that your body would be buried. Um, Threats that you'd be eaten alive by rats. Acid. And resulting burns from acid. Um, Obviously kicks and punches. Some so hard. Teeth get knocked out. Mm. Um, Forcibly having Have you seen a picture of this dude? The prod father? Yes. I mean, he's like a seven-year-old man. So he's not the one doing the beatings. I'm over I'll here you, like, I'll can he into, do a I'll punch? I know. No, <laughs> I throw, don't. Can he can. throw hands? Like, what's up? <laughs> I don't think he's throwing hands. He's hey, not. but if it's like Mr. Miyagi, you never know. He'd be old, but he's going to get it. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Divorce on, it. divorce yes. off. <laughs> he's Miyagi'd him. <laughs> You're getting Miyagi'd into It's the get your, Miyagi get. You're, you're gonna get Miyagi get, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. All right. <laughs> he was also, or this group that he kind of ran was also known to use tasers, stun guns, and cattle prods. Hence the name, the Prod Father. And they would put these in some very sensitive areas. The gooch. Uh, the yeah. gooch. The gooch some, got some, got. Some, get gooched. <laughs> Your gooch got, got with a cattle prod. Cattle prod get, get gooch got. Fuck now, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. Your mom doesn't listen to Patreon, does she? Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, so that The one Patreon and, member I'm denying. I know. Don't let her in. Don't let her My in. My mom's not welcome here. <laughs> um. So some guys also even... Ended up with the broken bones, and there's even um, some where they were shot, like straight up shot. Uh, and as far as I know, and what I was able to find, these assaults never actually led to a death, like a full on death. Hmm. Um, but they would say a divorce or a funeral. So basically, you're going to give your wife her divorce, or it's going to be your funeral. Damn. Yeah. So on top of a lot of, of all like the physical like assaults, um, sometimes the husband or like his family was ordered to pay money to the wife, um, like tens of thousands of dollars. There was there was one where um, they had kidnapped the husband, tortured him. And then when they were driving him back after all of this was done, they called his father and was like, you need to wire, I think it was like $100,000. You need to wire $100,000 to your, your wife, like the wife, um, your, so your daughter-in-law's um, bank account, or I'm going to kill your son. So like, even like, like money being extorted. Damn. And, um, and then Who's on top of that, I know, I know. Who has got that kind of money? Um, but on top of that, they're also usually um, asking the wife who's come to them for help. They're saying, look, like, this is going to cost because they <laughs> get this. So they're going there. They're kidnapping and torturing. And they're still forcing this man to basically sign a thing saying, I give my wife permission and it has to be witnessed by rabbis. So they're paying off the rabbis who are there to witness 
the get because it has to be official. Right. I'm officially beating you up so that you can officially write this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, and they're like, look away. Now look. Now look away, I, but watch yeah, this. <laughs> now don't look, but also watch. <laughs> and then I'm going to pay you tens of yeah. thousands of dollars to to be a witness to this. Wow. And then, of course, they have to pay off, like, the guys beating them up. So, I mean, we're talking 50K, 60K, 100K. Wow. Like, this is, you know. And obviously, the leader of the pack, Rabbi Epstein, he's getting a cut of all this, right? So, um, lots of money changing hands on top of the physical assaults. So yeah, so for years, this guy was not even really secretly responsible for all these attacks on men throughout the Jewish community. And supposedly, so like I said, he claims that he oversaw, he supervised like 2,000 divorce cases. Now he says he only had to like kidnap and torture men for a divorce maybe once a year. Um, Mm. But with that being said, he had been doing this for like decades, but it really, it really wasn't that much of a secret. So like if you were a woman and you wanted to get a divorce, you probably had heard if it wasn't going easy for you, you probably heard and knew about this group of guys who would beat up your husband for you. Like you knew that that could be an option. And um, this this like group was like so kind of prolific that the U.S. Attorney's Office they even said that this group was like com like basically could be considered like a gang like yeah. they were like it's like the Bloods it's like the Crips or like even like the Mafia yeah because of kidnap and torture and money and 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 the fact that this was like happening you know in this community could you imagine so if he- that was me as a woman. I would be no. there. I would be there like, hey, it's happening. And they're like, happening. nope, it's not. It's We can't. It's never going to happen. I'm like, you about to get got. Like, you don't even know. You're going to get got. You're going to get got. Like, <laughs> gonna got my get and get got. <laughs> I got my get. It's, so get I would got. never stop saying that. They would want to divorce me so bad because I would <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> They'd be like, okay, I'm going to give you whatever you want. Um, so I don't get fucked. Okay. So this guy, so like, like I said, he'd literally been doing this for decades. Like this started in like late nineties or I'm sorry, late eighties, early nineties. And it was like mixed emotions. What people felt about it, obviously women who were looking for a divorce and felt so desperate that they would be like okay go ahead and beat up and torture my husband like they kind of saw him as like their savior like he's a hero like he's allowing me to move on with my life because if i didn't get this i wouldn't i would be shunned from my community and or i'd never be able to move on from this dude like i'd never be able to find another husband i'd never be able to have other kids like you know right so like he was seeing i mean these women probably looked at him like a hero and i mean spoiler alert you guys probably have figured, but like he does go to trial eventually. And um, his defense in their opening statement, they actually call him a champion for women's rights. Now, to be fair, he did write a book about for women like, hey, this is how you get your husband to give you the get. And like I said, he was supervising a lot of these divorce proceedings, but supposedly only needed to 
kidnap and torture, I don't know, like 30 men over the course of that this was all going on. But like still, um, I don't know about that's still a lot. Like, you know, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to fight people. You're not supposed to like threaten them and you're not supposed to like hurt people or yeah, stop like, them well, or prod where them. Where is that in your, <laughs> your traditional religious, right. you know, I shall not prod. Like, I mean, I know, right? Like, so, um, he, but obviously like a lot of men in the community who knew, like, if I don't give my wife a get for whatever, for one reason or another, I could become one of his victims. And he even had what they called themselves was a father's rights group. Hmm. Um, like protest at his house in like the early nineties, like this dude who had heard about it, he was like, this is bullshit. And he, he like basically like had a, was part of this father's rights groups. And like, they like protested at his house because they knew what he was doing. And he actually did. Um, so like I said, he was doing this like night starting in the nineties and, um, he actually did kind of have minor run-ins in like like legal ramifications um in the early years but for one reason or another charges were always dropped cases were always dropped like the witness is unreliable or for whatever reason the prosecution wasn't going to try the case or whatever whatever so he was able to get away with it like he just was doing this for years and years and years and was able to get away with it one, because like I said, cases just never made it to trial for one reason or another. And two, I mean, this was happening a lot, but there weren't a lot of people within the community that were willing to seek outside help, right? right. There was a lot of men that this happened to where they were like, I'm, it's against my tradition to like, act, like involve outside cops, like, or, you know, go talk to an outside lawyer about this. Like they yeah. didn't want to involve that. So like he was just able to get away with it, get away with it, get away with it. But then finally in 2010, Boy. um, yeah, 2000. So again, so he started this like in the nineties and then, so it's in 2010, another rabbi, is arrested um so not this guy but he's arrested and he basically names names and he says okay yeah like i did this i kidnapped this dude i tortured him so that he would give his wife a divorce but uh i'm not like the leader so and he basically but i know who is but i know who (laughs) is exactly oh man so he told them that this mendel epstein was the leader and that he was re- like he was the main guy responsible for everything. Like orders always came from him. Jeez. So based on that kind of statement from that rabbi, the FBI gets involved because again they're crossing state lines a lot of times from like New Jersey to New York. There's the money being extorted. There's the kidnapping. So like this is a case, as Chris Jenner would say, this is a case for the FBI. And (laughs) I can never say that without thinking of, like, the cartoon. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, Liam would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. When you guys were were talking about how you were going to have, like, another podcast where you talk about stuff, I was like, that's my cue. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the FBI, they set up a sting operation. And then in 2003, what they do is they have an undercover agent who's posing as a wife whose husband won't give her divorce. So basically, she it's her and then she has a brother who is helping her. And they call this one rabbi and this one rabbi goes, okay, I think you need to talk to this rabbi I know called Mendel Epstein. And then they call him up and he's basically like, okay, you guys come talk to me. And so basically she says, I have this husband who won't give me a divorce. And I think she even says like he, he's left the country trying to get away from me, but he won't give me the divorce. Yeah. And he's trying to, and she says like, he's trying to basically keep taking money from my family. Cause they're like, he supposedly like works with a family and he like keeps asking them for money or whatever, whatever. And she's like, so he won't give me a divorce because he wants to keep taking money from my family. And so, um, Obviously, because this is like the FBI, they're recording all the phone calls. They're recording all the meetings. So they have all of this on tape. Yeah. And this guy does not hold back. He doesn't even try to, like, use code words. Like, this guy, I think he was basically so, like, he was, he just, like, there's no way I'm ever going to be caught or put in trouble for this. Because he's basically saying, like, so you know what's going to happen. We're going to kidnap him. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna torture him. Um, we're gonna do this and that, and they're like goading him, trying to be like, "Oh, how do you do this? How do you do this?" And um, at one point, they even say like, "Hey, this guy, he's not like a pushover. Like he's a big guy. How are you gonna like intimidate him?" And that's when he says, "Oh, you know, we we use an electric cattle prod." And she's like, "An electric cattle prod, huh?" And he basically says, and this is a quote that you can hear on the recording. He says. About the electric cattle prod. If you if it can get a bull that weighs five tons to move, you put it in certain parts of his body, and in one minute the guy will know. And I was like, Oh my god. So yeah. How did you find this out? Like what is so wrong with you? Like what have you been through in your life? (laughs) It's so crazy. That and he's so nonchalant about it. Like if you listen to um the podcast, like those bonus episodes, like they play the recordings of this guy. And he he's like a he is straight up just like, Yeah, we're gonna kidnap him and you know, this won't be cheap. You gotta pay off the rabbis and you gotta pay off the guys beating him up and oh, you gotta do this man. and you know, he'll 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 give you the the get. We're gonna we're gonna make sure of it and we're gonna hurt him and he's just like so nonchalant about it um so yeah so then yeah the night that they plan to pretty much like jump her fake husband because he doesn't actually exist they get all ready they're at like the place where they they said they were gonna meet and then they get raided by the fbi like the fbi comes in and he um he is indicted and he actually pleads not guilty even though they literally have him on tape they're like saying you know what we heard <laughs> like i'm mean, like come on think, like well in how i see it is like i mean is he saying like not guilty to these things or is he saying not guilty to to thinking that what he was doing was 
a crime and something he could be locked up because he's thinking he's doing his due diligence. He's thinking that what he's doing is a public service. He's thinking that I'm handling stuff and I'm able and allowed and going to be fine. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. He's I the think law. He, I think he spent so much time in his community, <clears throat> in this bubble where yeah. he was above ramifications yes. by the Jewish community no one was bringing that he just thought that that also applied to like law like outside law and so he pled not guilty and I think he was like charged on like kidnapping obviously like conspiracy to commit kidnapping and yeah. like you know like attempted kidnapping and all this stuff and he pleads, he pleads not guilty, even though they literally have him on tape saying, we're going to kidnap your husband. And he says, no, I'm not guilty of kidnapping people. Um, his, <laughs> like I said, I was his going lawyer to, I actually says, so this is like exactly what you said. His lawyer actually says, and this is a quote, <laughs> Rabbi Epstein has helped scores of abused women for some 30 years equal the playing field in a male dominated religious world. So, what this says to me, and I'm not trying to undercut anyone's religious beliefs here, but if you can get away with something like beating up and torturing with cattle prods, and that has been okay under your quote-unquote religious law for 30 years, yet it's not okay for a woman to ask for a divorce under that same Jewish law. So that she doesn't cattle prod somebody. So that she doesn't cattle prod someone then yeah. you know what i mean like come yeah. on like th there's got to be a line here drawn in some like if you're if your religious world is so male dominated that this is what has to come from it then unmale dominate your religious yeah. world don't beat men up you know what i mean like it's kind of like um so some of the other like kind of higher ranking rabbis that were helping him like kind of like his second in command type guys they were also indicted on these like kidnapping charges and then obviously the guys who they caught who were there to beat beat up the husbands um and they were actually so they were mostly like the rabbis who were involved they were mostly their sons and like their son's friends who were like the beater uppers and oh so they all get indicted on um like different things like kidnapping and and attempted kidnapping and conspiracy for kidnapping and all this and like i said this was all like federal so this is all being tried under federal um like under a federal court and and during the trial and this this part always bugs the shit out of me um because it's just so unjust and you it, there's just such a big bias when it comes to it he's granted bail for a million dollars and they pay it and so during his trial he's allowed to be at home not in jail company <coughs> with his family and that part just always gets to me like it reminds me of um the staircase and michael peterson who had this long drawn-out trial that went over years and he was able to be at live home and right. live his life do what he wanted to do meanwhile there's guys that get charged with freaking like i don't even know like stealing a car and they can't yeah. make bail like marijuana it's just, it's, and they're just sitting in prison yeah <laughs> and they're sitting in prison for it because they they can't meet bail like it's just ugh, it bugged me but anyway moving on um so the trial it happens in 2015 
15 and he's quickly found guilty. So he's found guilty of conspiracy to commit kidnapping and he's sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, So he's like 70 when he's convicted and he's sentenced to 10 years and um, they immediately obviously try to appeal and (laughs) kind of going back to like what you were saying is they were basically claiming that his actions were protected under religious freedom. So they were using, like, the Religious mm. Freedom Act or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like... That, yeah, I'm like... It doesn't matter your religion. You're not allowed to freaking kidnap and torture people. Right. It doesn't matter. Like, And so, like, they argued that in charging him with these crimes that they burdened their sincerely held religious beliefs. So basically like, like, I'm sorry, but yeah, you have every right to have those beliefs and live your life a certain way. And if, if that's the contract that you signed up for in your life, then okay, live it. Live your life. You also, live here there's rules yes like we draw the line at beating people up so that's what that is so yeah so they tried to appeal saying that but it didn't work like the judge immediately was like no like that's not there's a line you guys crossed it this is not a protected under religious freedom um and so you know his conviction was upheld he had to stay in jail and then guess what oh shit did he prod someone in jail he was actually released last year. On good behavior. <laughs> I know, right? So he, so like I said, he was convicted in 2015, sentenced to 10 years. And he was actually released in July of 2022 after serving seven years of his sentence. I was like, oh, okay. And... It was so crazy because, like, once I got to, like, the end of this article about, like, the trials, like, well, is he still in jail? Like, 2015, 10 years, like, is he still there? Did he get released for early behavior? And you know that even though, like, you have, like, oh, this is a 10-year sentence, you get out in five, and then you're put on probation for the remainder of the time or whatever, whatever. Like, is he still in jail? I literally Googled, is Mendel Epstein still in jail? And I only found, like, two articles. One I found was an article that said like during coronavirus these rabbis who had been convicted during you know were were being put in like unsafe environments because they were in jail they should be allowed to go home they're going to catch corona they're going to you know cuz he's like 70 right. um and what i and i was like okay but is he still there so i literally all i could find there was like not a lot of info out there which is crazy cuz to me this is like a pretty significant thing that happened like over like 30 years this dude was doing this right um i only found one single article from like the local like his like town like basically his town news that said that he was released in you know july of 2022 it was literally like three sentences long it didn't even say what he had been in jail for it just said he's released he's at home and i was like that's it? That's all people have to say? Like, is he, the heck? like, what is, it's so crazy to me. 
And then um, the last thing, which I'm like, okay, I will, I would love to go see this. Is they're supposed to be making a movie out of this whole thing? And which makes sense to me because I'm like, this is to me, like, I can't believe. Well, I can't believe I'd never heard of this before. Yeah. But like, this was happening. And it probably, I mean, in, in, in my head, it's still happening. Oh, for in sure. I'm so sure. many to to so many levels. Damn, I'm sure it is. Yeah, but yeah. So now, guys, out living his seventy. No. I don't know how old would he be. Seventy eight yeah, year man. old life, like, and uh, yeah, that's crazy. That is wild. I'm like, it's cool that you went down like a different direction. That's for sure. So I want to rack your brain for a second about – all right. Because you showed, like, in this episode, right, that you're like, well, it's wrong. You can't do that. Don't do that, right? Okay. Yeah. So now I want want to throw something out to you, and then I want to see what you think or how you want to compare the two. Okay. So I wrote on my notes right here. Okay, okay. Francine Hughes. So yes. I Francine knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> you know, she she was a victim or not a victim, right. but she yeah, whatever. She ended up killing her her husband because right. if you guys haven't she listened, get go out. listen to like episode probably eight. what? Like eight? eight. I was going to say seven. This woman had been abused by her husband for years and years and years and years. One night she says fuck this. She lights fire to the bed where he's sleeping, burns the house down. Yes. He's dead. She gets put on trial, and she is actually found, like, not guilty, basically. I think it was basically, like, a not guilty by reason of insanity, pretty much saying that, like, she probably endured in so that time. Much. And, and the, whole, the whole premise of that is that <clears throat> she had been abused for so long, so much, that in her brain, it was her brain could not perceive whether or not that threat was like I'm getting hit in the face and I'm going to get killed right now, or or that impending threat of well he's asleep right now. But in her brain, it's like literally like he could wake up and kill me at any minute. Right. And so it was almost like seeing it almost was like a self defense thing. Yeah. Where she was like kill I am killed. under immediate threat from this man right now. Right. Here's how I see it. If you are a a wife in this community, and let's say your husband is abusive physically, emotionally, however, um, and you cannot get the divorce from him, I 100% would be like, you do what you need to do to get... Now, I would have... And so this is how I think. I would have no problems with this guy doing what he did had he been doing it without all that money involved. Mm. That's where I found it to be just a little bit hard for me to believe that he was doing this out of the goodness of his own heart and he was doing this because he truly believed in women's rights and he truly believed that these women were in such a situation where he was the only one who could help them. Right. If he had been doing all of this and not asking for fucking $50,000 every time he beat somebody up, if he, you know, if he truly was doing this because he 
he he wanted to help these women. Okay, maybe I could understand it. But the fact that there was tens of that, and I'm not talking like pay me five hundred dollars so I can go buy the cattle prod. <laughs> I'm not talking that. I'm talking they take like a different type of battery. <laughs> yeah, I know they they, they take a ten thousand dollar battery. No, like that was not the case. Like he was getting like they were charging these women and or extorting it from the husbands tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's how he that's had his where, million dollars to uh, have his bail. So that's what he was setting you. it up for. That's how he had a million. Exactly. And that's just where I, that's where I'm like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. Like if, if, if all of that had been happening without that big money being involved, maybe I would be in a different camp. But because of that, that's how I'm like, mm, not so much. You can't do that. That's not okay. Right. <laughs> No, I just wanted to mess with you. I just wanted to see what what you would say because I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It's like the person is asking someone else to kind of carry out their dirty work, and right, and that's sad. But when you have you feel like you have no other choice, you're going right. to whatever measures to right try to fix your situation. So it just made me think, like, well, I know someone who fixed their situation. Let me ask you about her. For sure. she was and like, on our badass woman episode. I know. We were like, and it's hey, 100% because, and if you go back and you listen to that episode, I'm like, get it. Get it, girl. Do yeah. what you need to do because she was in that situation. Her kids were in that situation. Right. And she finally just was like, I cannot continue to put myself and my kids through this. And, you know, me being like knowing what I know about psychology and stuff and the way that they explain that, like, look, like you're in such a high threat situation for so long that your mind literally cannot perceive how imminent that threat is i freaking get it like that's like that's for real and and that's and again like like you said she did her own dirty work girl made it happen right power to her crazy i also see you know women who get in these desperate situations who feel like you know they have to they need help with it and I don't know. Maybe take out all the money extorting out of that story and I would feel a very different way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, thank you for that. You that's that's crazy. And he's just out there doing his thing now. And now so, he's out there being yeah. a grandpa. Do I'm pretty sure it said he had like eight kids and like forty something grandkids. So he's out there Garsh darn. being being grandpa. No one ever date that person. I know. Never date them grandchildren because you never know what that grandpappy going to (laughs) do. That's crazy. Well, uh, Heather, thank you for that. That is uh, that was fun because it was different. I like different. Different's fun. That's why I like Patreon. It's funny because I I we talk about like a lighthearted one just because nobody dies in this one. Yeah. I mean, it's still like bad, you know, people getting kidnapped and tortured or whatever with cattle prods, but nobody dies. And that's that's always nice. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, we hope no one died. We hope no one died. As far as I know, no one died. But, you know, honestly, you never know. All right. Well, that was a good one. All right. We out this Okay, there you have it. The insane case of the prod father. Um, it just it continues to blow my mind. Um, but yeah, so again, make sure you go back and listen to Dan Markel, Wendy Adelson, so that you're all caught up on 
the crazy drama episode 39 episode Mm -hmm. 39 and um the updates that we released last week and make sure that you are subscribed wherever you're listening to like mother like murder follow it subscribe it uh that way because we will be bringing more updates to that case and they will not be dropping on Tuesdays when you're when you're used to hearing us bless your ears. They'll right. probably just come as soon as I'm able to literally put pen to paper and and get it out there. Yeah. Um and we want to make sure that you you get that as soon as possible. So subscribe so you can get um you can make sure to be updated ASAP with that. And uh hope you guys enjoyed that little uh Patreon prod father bonus. I sure and, did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we will we will catch you next week with more Like Mother Like Murder. Yes, we sure will. We will talk to you guys next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes like serial killers and the random one-off murder. We will tell you about bizarre occurrences like alien abductions and monsters in the dark. And we just might get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. At the very end of every show, we like to lighten things up and cleanse the palate from the tragic and terrifying stories. So we end our time with a chaser. You might get to hear crazy stories about our pets or just silly movie recommendations. Give us a listen. We are the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast.